Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid any lazy negativity, we have decided to make this episode a drinking game. Just this episode. Any <laughs> negative comments that we say, and I mean any negative comments we say about oh, no. this film, about each other, about anything, is going to get buzzed. You're going to hear this sound. And that means Ooh. we're going to drink and then we're going to get buzzed. And we would love it if you catch up on your 90s nostalgia with us and drink along to this episode. Yep. So pour yourselves a glass and uh, let's step back into the Matrix. Let's step. Why not? Yeah. Why the fuck would anybody get out of the Matrix? Well, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're <laughs> stepping back themselves. We thought we beat them to it. Why? Yeah. We, we, we did. There was a little bit of a mislead, I think, this week, wasn't there? To be um, honest, I mean, yeah. What, what, from, what was it to you? From what, what did you think we were doing? From... This is a, this is a should have seen that by now episode. Yeah, who hasn't seen this movie? Fucking, and it's really funny because once you said we were doing it, I found someone at my day job who was like, "Oh yeah, I've never seen that." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are some. I have found one. I'm sure there are some <laughs> some some freaks out there who haven't seen it. I know of someone uh, who had not seen it until the last year or two, but we can definitely say, because he was so excited to talk about it this week, our co-host, yeah. Adult Jeff, had never seen this movie. Is that actually true? You hadn't watched it since <laughs> since the 2000s, like middle school, high school era? Yeah, so I know we always um, talk about our like how what our first time seeing one of these movies was in this category so like citizen kane have we ever seen citizen kane for instance um this is true so hold on so i should have seen it by now I, I, i'll call myself out is this category fraud <laughs> we haven't oh, seen yes. that in a while <laughs> it's technically category fraud but here's what happens this is a true story at least we are in 1999 <laughs> My family got a big screen TV, which was our first flat TV. It was still a square, but the screen was flat. And it was one of those huge ones that weighs like 5,000 pounds. Yes. That oh, is, yeah. you know, five feet tall. And like the base of it was as big as the screen. You know, those huge big screen TVs. At least and five 80s and 90s villains died by the, the hand of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so many people lost like toes we got that and a surround sound system with those gigantic 20 pound speakers in the rear <laughs> that like we couldn't even hang on the everything wall they was were so heavy, heavy in the 90s everything was heavy in the 90s <laughs> and we got a dvd player from seymour appliances in metuchen new jersey and i shit you not as we're leaving i remember yeah i remember I remember going with my family. If you're still around, Seymour Appliance is good for you. Throw us a sponsorship. Oh they're, still there. they're still there. They're still on, uh, yeah, 27. Okay, hold on. So I remember this vividly because we're getting all this shit. And I swear to you, the guy says, well, do you, are you going to get some DVDs? And I think my dad was just like, no, we're just going to get this home. Like, I think we were just picturing getting this shit home. He was like, we'll just get it home and then we'll worry about that later. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. You, ha you have to take a DVD here. This just came out on DVD and he gave us the Matrix. So this was the only I I'm not I'm not kidding you. Eventually, we wow. got like a pack of DVDs from like a website that came with like Stepmom and Stargate and like this weird fucking like whatever. I think I got but the same pack. Was, why did we have Stepmom? Who, who yeah. threw that in the DVD yeah. pack? Anyway, we got The Matrix. It was our only DVD with this gigantic new system that was so revolutionary at the time. No pun intended. Matrix, huh? 
And I, I like my friend. Mm, yeah, you can buzz that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, go ahead and do that, Dave. I saw your hand move. So anyway, I watched it so many times I didn't ever in have my 1999. On the you almost slipped that one by. Carry on. I watched it so many times in 1999. My friends would come over, and I would show off the new system, and by just like skipping ahead to the 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 um you know the scene at the end with Trinity and Neo going through the metal detector. I oh, watched yeah. it so many fucking times that I just never saw it again because I felt like I knew it really well. And then I saw it on HBO Max the other day after we were watching The Eternals, Dave and I. Not John, thanks John. Yeah, and I, I was like it. I, I want to sign this up. Sense, yeah. So uh, I watched it. And actually the real reason I thought it would be good for our episode where we buzz ourselves for anything funny is they spend half the movie saying, we can't explain the Matrix to you. It's like, you can't. You have to see you have it for to, yourself. You have to see it and for yourself. And then they explain it to Neo in three fucking words. Oh my gosh, where is the quote? Where is the quote? They're like, unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. What is the Matrix? The answer is out there, Neo. It's looking for you. And then eventually it's, the Matrix is a neural interactive simulation. So, <laughs> they yeah, just fucking okay. explain it to him. Okay, no, but basically that, <laughs> that is... Funny. That's a timeshare scheme. I can't tell you about it till you take this little holiday in a construct and attend this meeting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He fucking very, bought very, the timeshare. He bought the timeshare. Cipher didn't. He did. <laughs> you guys, nice. Anyway, I thought it would be. I thought it would be good fodder. John's gonna go quiet his dog. I'm gonna go grab my fucking dog. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. I can hear every word. Don't. <laughs> All right, Dave's gonna go first. Dave, what is your experience with this groundbreaking film? Um, I can't even remember the first time I saw this to be honest. And I, I've seen all three of them so many times. I mean, the first one hands down is the best yeah. of them. Um, <laughs> and it, I think it's, I think it's the best because they didn't have much money. So the attention to detail was there with all the, like the visual effects and stuff. Everything was like, it was, some of it was just a little bit practical. They only relied on it when they could, cause it was very low budget at the time. And like, it, you know, when we got to reloaded, you've got, you know, bullshit like trucks without axles and shit. That's real, by the way, pause it. It's real. Truck doesn't have an axle. <laughs> <laughs> did we both do that <laughs> um but yeah okay i so but i yeah i i can't remember the first time i saw this i remember all, all the 200 and something times since but you've seen it multiple times oh hell yeah going oh, into yeah, this rewatch before this rewatch did you view it highly uh not for the last couple of years okay cool we'll, we'll come back to that john <laughs> What was I had the iconic, I had the classic, because this came out in 99, so I was okay. in uh, middle school, eighth grade. Um, I remember going to the viewing. I actually talked about this movie, I think I rewatched them in their entirety over the pandemic at least once, you guys, I'm not kidding. Um, I know this didn't make our, uh, our countdown, like we said, but uh, yeah, the franchise face off, but I still rewatched it at least once, and I know I had rewatched it at least once previously within the past two or three years. Um, in that conversation, just chit-chatting with my friends, we all like remembered like, fuck, dude, we saw that movie together. We remembered like going to it together, seeing it nice. together. It was iconic. I was in the very back row. I remember like talking about it afterwards. Like we were having a conscious conversation after seeing the movie about how that movie is going to change the way movies are made. We obviously, I remember, you know, everyone from the trailer, of course, the Trinity helped the slow motion stuff, the the slow to fast motion, the 360 pans. A lot of that stuff hadn't been used that way yet. So we were all just, you know, we didn't know anything. Oh, that, about was, that was brand new. They invented Oh, yeah. That. We were just so excited yeah. about the technology, the gun scene. I know it's violent as fuck, but that mm -hmm. lobby scene is still, I mean, it's still, it's one of the most awesome, like, gun fights I would, of I all would, time. Yeah. I would also say that Dodge This is possibly more quoted than I Am Your Father. 
Dodge this. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I say Trinity yeah. help all the time in my head whenever whenever anything goes wrong. Trinity? Help? Oh god. Yeah. Um he's in the yeah. in the cubicle at work and he's around the toilet paper. It's like Trinity help. Oh god. He's in the judge in the Starbucks bathroom, like, oh fuck, there's no toilet paper and <laughs> I mean, just literally. Poop. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Fred, before we get into our conversation, we have a couple <laughs> things to look forward to this episode. So here are things that we are going to discuss. One, what aged really well? We're going to talk about that 22 years later. Also, I should pause there and say that the fourth installment of this franchise is coming out December 22nd. So we are yes. a month away from, uh, uh, fuck, re, uh, Resurrections. Resurrection. Part four, Resurrections, which has yeah. a long-haired Neo, yeah. a long-haired <laughs> Or as we call him, Keanu Jesus. Keanu Jesus. Get out of here with the Keanu <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so that's coming out. So anyway, what aged really well about this? That can include signature shots, Actually, is, technology. Is Jesus Reeves better? Get the fuck out of here. Jesus okay, Jesus we're gonna Reeves. we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk Jesus about casting. Reeves. I know there's there's at least one famous casting story that a lot of our listeners probably have heard, but there's some really fascinating casting things that we're gonna go through. Some quotes that have lived stood the test of time, influence on other movies, and I have a nice little gimmick because there are some maybe plot holy things that didn't age well in some nitpicks. But rather than criticize an awesome movie, we're going to turn it into a funny game of wrong answers only where I ask, I call out a plot hole and then we explain it with wrong answers so that we can laugh about it and drink and move on and not criticize this awesome, awesome fucking movie. <laughs> Jeff, you ready? You, did, did you already go into to exact detail and I just missed it for why you were drawn to this on HBO Max? recently i actually did i did in our, our last i did in our last i know week you episode. said it sort of like i listened to that episode i know you said it was on and you watched it but just to, in case anybody missed that one like was it just because the new one's coming out and it was on your mind it was yes it, it is because of that but also we saw eternals which is to me i just took it away as like a global warming story that should have just been a one-off global warming story and yeah. not this whole other thing and it was about you know humans are heating up the planet i don't mind spoiling this movie anymore I, the human beings are heating up the planet for the celestials to be born and then i saw the matrix when i was flipping through on hbo max and i was like oh yeah the battery thing like I, the human mm. beings is battery element i kind of just like let that go from my brain that's the yeah. reason for the Matrix. I think, and I was like, you know what? That's curious. This seems like a better use of that situation. So I just clicked yeah. play and then I couldn't stop yeah, watching. Yeah, cool. Also, I'm HBO in. Max has released those those packs now. So the, the, you've got the Matrix series, the Harry Potter series. They're all grouped together. So yeah, it's, it's so tempting good. to just sit that and tune out for a day. I will say one oh, thing yeah, on, yeah. The, on the worrying about spoiling Marvel movies. You can spoil anything you like about the Marvel movie except the after credit scene. I think that's the rules. Deal. Yeah, because that's all anyone goes to see now. Even though one of the after credit scene... A, a person who appears in that is already in the IMDb cast for Eternals, even though they're not in the movie. They're yes. in. The, yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's do a quick, quick, quick description of what this movie's about. And I'll go through background and context, too. So this is the story of Neo, who, when a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. I'll take this moment to say fuck QAnon really quick. I'll yeah. just go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, come on. This, you missed the boat there, guys. <laughs> Sorry. We talked about this coming out in 1999. This was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1999. Number one. Guys, you know what number one was? No. 1999. 1999. Uh, that was, no. No, I don't. Sorry. 
Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom oh, Menace Jesus. brought in yeah, $924 million yeah. oh. worldwide. And the best funny... April Fool's joke ever. <laughs> you buzz yourself, you ask. The fun fact about that, dollars. The Jesus. Matrix would go on to win four Academy Awards, including film editing, sound, sound effects, wow. sound design, and um, wow. visual effects. Yeah. Beating... George Lucas is like, we've got this. And then I know. Did they beat... and he's like, oh, all, in all four of those yeah. categories, Star Wars The Phantom Menace was up. Okay, the number two highest grossing movie of that year, The Sixth Sense. Number three... That Toy Story it. 2. That deserved mm-hmm. it. And then the rest of the top 10 in order after The Matrix. Tarzan. Fucking Tarzan. How did that get to number five? Jesus. The Mummy. <laughs> Sorry. The Mummy. Yeah, The dude. Mummy. Notting Hill, The World Is Not Enough, American Beauty, and Austin Powers, The Spy is Shagged Me. American Beauty won a bunch of Oscars, yada, 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 yada. Um, the soundtrack for this was a hugely popular soundtrack. Oh, it's kind of considered God. to be one of the yes. first, like, goth pop, like, goth popular culture not actual pop you know rob zombies dragula is in this movie that was probably one of the biggest hits of the time this is kind of the first time that people wearing those giant jinko jeans were like fuck yeah this sound is mine this is my movie dude this opened um, the door to rage against the machine for me i was and my then sister rage. had yeah. already been a wake, fan but like this you know the classic wake up at the end of this come up. on oh my god yeah that dude i got yep, obsessed with right. it. where do i find that where do i find now it's exactly. easier but back then yeah. we had to go looking for it we it draws on religious. Right, this movie. Oh, yeah, I downloaded a shit ton of. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I downloaded a shit ton of Napster stuff. Um, <laughs> this draws out a lot of religious stuff. Obviously, Neo. You know, there's going to be somewhat of a messiah complex in there. Sure, so yeah. Christianity, yeah. Judaism, even Buddhism, uh, martial arts, and anime. So you definitely had a lot of white people say, "I know kung fu" in a weird accent that probably offended a lot of people around the world because of this movie. I know kung fu. I, that was probably a line that Neo did not create, but I think they got a lot of credit for that. It $63 million budget made $462 million worldwide, which is pretty goddamn good. And that does not go into movie posters and all the other things. And then obviously the two sequels that would go on to make well, close to a billion Well, I think the marketing dollars. for this was quite light because it was like it was a low budget as far as they were concerned. Nobody and thought it, this was going to do anything. It came out early. It came out, um, you said April Fool's. This came out March 31st. So it's mm. early in the year for this to come out. And it was one of those movies that just stuck around for weeks. Oh, yeah. And guess where, Dave, do you know where it was filmed? Yeah. A lot of it was in Sydney. Yeah, Fox Studios yeah. in Sydney, Australia, which is why so some of that area is, I, I, yeah, some of that area is downtown Sydney as well. At, at least two of the agents are went, Australian. Well, the the, uh, the area around where he sees the girl in the red dress, uh, that's pretty much almost where I have to go. To, had to go to get my visa back when I was on visas. Oh, sh- oh great! <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave's have, they have a lot of he, visa he stories. Looks, for he looks out the day. he looks out the, when he looks out the window from the police station. I think it is. You can I think you can see the Good Morning Australia set down below, like the live mm-hmm. stage thing. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! All right. Well, let's do it. Let's go into our initial takeaways from this rewatch. Who would like to go first? I have a feeling John didn't rewatch it since he watched it at least once during the pandemic. But John, what do you think? I mean, look uh, again. I won't. I won't say who exactly who it was, but my uh, my friend and or family member who had not seen it before until a couple of years ago. I remember talking about it with them, and Just narrowed uh, that down a lot. I know. I know. <laughs> we know who it is, right? He may do the music for this podcast, uh, and uh, I remember thinking. I guess it's impossible for me to not watch this without a little bit of the time capsule cap on just because I do go back. I can't help you. know, It made such a huge impression on me when I saw it. Um, so he had some critical things that didn't really totally work for him. But I cannot imagine watching this movie after the Matrix effect. 
it had such an enormous impact on on sci-fi on, on the movies and like the whole idea of humans being you know farmed and this uh, this idea of the matrix this computer metaverse basically that we're all living in like that wasn't a, a big thing that was talked about outside of niche sci-fi um you know communities and and novels before this movie so mm. i bet it does seem a little trite it could or it could seem a little trite to and a little dated to someone who feels like those ideas are exhausted now it does not feel like that to me this movie still feels mm. like it's brand fucking new because this was the, the Wachowski's second film I don't know if they yeah. made any shorts before this, but they wrote screenplays. They hold on to this one. They fought for all of this aesthetic. They got all the things that they wanted by minimizing on budget stuff and having to be creative. So it still feels like I'm watching somebody's very, very original vision. So I don't care if the story and some of the story elements and the plot holes that some people might point out, it's never gotten in the way for, for what the essence of it is, which is something I still feel like at the time was almost completely original. You know, again, outside of like novels and stuff, it really it rung true for me. I just uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, it's too easy for people to pick on this movie. And I've never understood why I've never mm. understood why people hate on this thing. How about do you they guys? actually hate on it or do they think it's cool to like know like I, yeah, yeah. I think as we get older, it, yeah. I feel like I've, I feel like I've heard some people rewatch it exactly like we're doing and say like, you know, there are some problems and it's not as interesting as we thought it was. I'm just like, I just don't I don't know. Maybe you can't watch movies that way, though. You know, you shouldn't do it that you way. You don't no. go into a movie looking for the faults. No. Like I don't think you, so. You, but if you yeah. if you don't if you don't find them on the like if they're not present, like visible on their own, then you shouldn't go looking for them. So I'm ready to fight with yeah. you, Jeff. If you're ready to come at me with some, some yeah. fatigues okay. here. No, we're gonna get it on. Because I'm <laughs> gonna defend there this. There are movie. some pointed questions coming, I'm sure. Dave, what do you think? How was your rewatch like? I I, I had again, I'd like to say the opposite experience with that. I, I cracked this on uh, I think it was Monday night I cracked this on cracked a couple of beers and I sat back and I just had a ball. Yeah. Good. I nice. love everything about this damn movie. Like it, the way it begins and it goes, fuck you, you know, nothing. Yeah. We're not going to explain yeah. any shit to you. It's, oh, it's the like opening. the anti, it's like the anti eternals. <laughs> I, the anti eternals get yeah. out of here. Come it's on. Like, we, did, we just did an episode yeah, on this. Yeah, We're basically yeah, telling yeah, people not, it. not to even bother. Wait, but we, we praised <laughs> eternals, Dave. Yeah, we did. But again, there's no text <laughs> scroll. Like the one thing, one of the things I criticized yeah. about eternals, there's no text scroll. True. There's no explanation. Like, there's no voiceover going, this happens. It just starts. Just get And in. it starts yeah, exactly. really there's, weird. And you're like, where is this going? Weird. Different soundtrack too. Isn't the sound kind of And they, and they make stuff? you go there. Like, oh, they, God, it, I love They take you on the journey. Um, then you've got, you know, your Agent Smith, which became a fucking classic character. You've got the soundtrack, which is just fucking amazing. There's, like, the epic fight scenes and camera work. There's there's not, like, even if there are a couple of, like, slightly longer scenes, like, if, you've, if, if you're a fan of this movie like I am, waiting for those scenes gets you through the slow stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's pacing so now that, like, on a, this is very re- rewatchable because there yeah. is some stuff that is... Uh, very, very memorable and very exciting and very well done. And I, I'll share a quick anecdote. I said, like, this this thing has such a fan base. Um, back when I worked at uh, Warner Brothers in Australia, I worked in a theme park there for a little while. Warner Brothers Movie World. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of those guys are listening, but we had one of the guys uh, in the show. Uh, we did a Matrix show, and it was all live stunt fighting. And one of the guys in the show could do the stand-up from, the, from his back that Smith does. And he what? could do it live without wires. And it was the most <laughs> amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, shout out, Namo. Good on you, mate. Shout out. Uh, but uh, 
then we we ran that show and one day there was this little kid and he would have been about oh, three foot tall Stan, and he he got wound up by this show and wound up and so wound up like by seeing this what he'd seen on tv live that he just got so excited and the first thing he had to do was he had to take a swing at something so he just swung around and punched his dad square in the nuts what <laughs> his dad folded like a lawn chair and then in the that's middle of only a fucking in Australia you punch your dad in the nuts <laughs> Trinity, it was so good. I saw the whole thing. I pissed myself laughing. So yeah, this is the oh kind of God. effect this movie can have on you. You get so wrapped up and so excited in it, and it, it. it does it to me every time. The first one, absolutely. All right. What aged well out of this? I have a couple of favorite scenes. Um, the scenes. fight choreography definitely aged well. Uh, yeah. Even the effects aged well. Mm-hmm. Like they they really nailed this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the only effect that was a little weird for me, but in in hindsight, it works in context. Is the Trinity jump at the beginning in the open? Mm-hmm. It almost has this weird, like spherical, like time capsule like there's something about yes. like that dive she's doing, and then she goes um, through the window, and then she, you know she points the gun at the window, and then she says, "Get up, Trinity, get up." That that kind of jump looked like it was different than the rest of the effects. So, the yeah, they they fucked that effect up. Okay, the, the lighting <laughs> the lighting is uh, like that's the lighting that's supposed to mesh with the scene somehow it doesn't align. So where right. the lights are coming from is the opposite to what the scene is actually doing when she's spinning. That's why it looks weird to you. It's so, so cool. And, and asshole yeah. me for, for criticizing mm-hmm. the movie. No, you All should right, be buzzing yes, me. Okay. I, I didn't no. mean to criticize the movie. What the fuck am I saying? That didn't age well. What an asshole for me. I agree. There you John, go. have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. John, what aged well for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Overall, I'm going to say the, the effects. Um, uh, I guess I'm more curious, honestly. If you, it sounds like you have some things that didn't age well that are locked and loaded that maybe we could uh, critique. We'll get to we'll get to it. when we're, when we've been drinking a little bit more. We'll get to that little section of <laughs> He's it. He's gonna set us up. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, because I I, I I listened to another podcast where they were just like they just started riling like they they were like did this they just started critiquing it and I was like come on guys I'm not having fun anymore so we'll, we'll I'll get yeah I think. Um, how about the story? I love the female empowerment. You know, I mean, yeah. I know that, you know, it's not like that's a brand new thing, but I think, it, you know, it's such a prevalent aspect of what we talk about storytelling nowadays. But uh, I mean, Trinity was awesome. Awesome uh, the whole Moss. time. Um, you Except know, right at the end. We'll, we'll get there. That's part of our thing. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. right at the end. Uh-huh. We'll get there. Uh, um, I think, uh, I guess I have a couple things that I could see not aging well that, you know, doesn't necessarily bother me, but we, yeah, we can definitely get there eventually. Wait till we've been the, drinking. Uh, the, the white, the casting, you know, maybe that didn't age very well, that it is mostly well, a white Well, we'll cast. get to casting, but it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> we'll get I to mean, casting. Yeah they, yeah, they did have to cast it in Australia. Not a lot of diversity in Australia. <laughs> sure. That's why. And the Actually, ages, there's a fair bit. but The ages were going to be white, yeah. but two of the, they wanted, they wanted, we'll get, yeah, but then two the other two agents. I know at uh, least one Jones, Greek person that's in it. You know, a great person. Nice. <laughs> uh, I love Carrie Ann Moss when she when you actually meet when she meets Neo, and Neo just goes, "Oh, I just thought." It was funny because the name Trinity to me for some reason has a feminine effect to it, which doesn't matter. But he goes, "Oh, I just assume you're a man," and she just goes, "A lot of men do." And it's like, yeah. what a way of approaching this right on. Of course, we know a lot more about the Wachowskis now than we did in 1999. Their first movie was about um, like, like a gay women con artists they are ex-con artists that are getting back in which again not anybody knew when the matrix came out but i think Bounce, i think trinity yeah yeah i think the character trinity is is huge in this movie and of course the agent smith 
definitely aged well. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one thing that I think aged really well for me is the whole Oracle scene. I think in relation oh to the rest, oh, in relation to the rest of the movie, Hot now the, the damn movie. They bring the Oracle back, which is funny because I believe she passed away like right after they filmed she her did. stuff for the next yes. movie. Uh, no, it was it was after this one. Actually, no, it wasn't. You're right. It's after the second one. Yeah, because I think she is. She got punished. Like they wrote it in that she got punished and had to change appearances in the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. She died in 2001, just for yeah. reference. Um, but the whole thing, especially when you think of the love story and you think of this, they, they set something up really well when it comes to like the other things that might not have aged well, which is the Oracle told you, the Oracle told me she told you everything you needed to hear. So for instance, it starts obviously with the plant getting knocked over. Like, don't worry about the, 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 the planter. And he, and of course he goes, what planter? And he knocks it over and he goes, how did you know? And she says, what's really going to wet your whistle? I th- wet your, what's really going to wet your, I don't know, not sexual. Beak. Beak. Yeah. Yeah. What's, no. what's going to wet your whatever is whether or not you would have knocked it over if I hadn't said anything. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. So just that alone, Neo going back to save Morpheus, that is in direct relation. And then the love story, which we'll get to, which didn't age particularly well for a lot of people. And yes, the Oracle did say, I can see why she likes you. And Neo goes, who? And he, she goes, not very smart. So clearly they're setting up the love story. But then if you really use that philosophy on her talking to Neo, maybe she doesn't actually love him yet, but she was just she just knew that he needed a human connection to remind him that there's a reason well, for this. I don't know. I mean, the, I'm just saying, was, I, just, I think the Oracle scene aged really well. And it, it really was, made me look she at was the told she was going to, that was going to happen from the beginning, like before he even got on the scene. So like yeah. she was, she was trying to put herself in his way and to see if anything sparked yeah. from the very get go. And you don't know that until like right at the end when they, she reveals why. I just, I think, maybe I think the whole have, scene aged really well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that more about maybe, maybe there wasn't, Maybe there was more room for them to explore Trinity's perspective, which is that if she had been told this, if that was her destiny, mm. that doesn't mean that she automatically loves this guy. Yeah. So maybe they like... could have explored her having to deal with, I don't know how I feel about this guy, mm. as opposed to it does kind of seem like she's the rock and he's kind of moving in the direction of discovering what everyone else already knew, including her. And she was just waiting for the right moment to tell him when the stakes were super high. So, I mean, maybe they could have done that, but I didn't, I don't know. It didn't, it's never really made me think twice about it, to be honest. Mm. I, yeah, I, I think you'll probably see a little bit more of Trinity in the fourth one when it comes out. Very curious for that. Yeah, I, hope curious so. for that. Yeah, I hope she's. I'm also very curious where that's going. Cause I like, they, they keep it a very, how are they going to bring close her back? To chess, I mean, like, I want to know how she's yeah, coming we, back. You know, yeah. like there's so we'll, many. Yeah. I feel like we'll discuss that at the end. <laughs> sure. Sig- signature show out a theory. Yeah, signature shots. <laughs> okay, this is so funny in the rewatch, especially. Let's just go in order, dude. So many. <laughs> Let's just go in order. Shots. When she jumps yeah. up at the beginning and they do the first 360 pan, get the fuck out of here, dude. That is iconic. Yeah. When she jumps up mm-hmm. and just holds the grasshopper, boom, that's amazing. When she jumps out of the building and lands in the half split with a fire mm-hmm. explosion in the background in slow motion, yep. get out of here, dude. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my god rolling in with a motorcycle that is badass uh dave hit me with one um i actually like uh in one way well my my favorite scene not necessarily just the shot is the agent smith speech where, where he's uh, talking about i don't like the smell and just on. the yeah. like the setting outside the window of that is just beautiful considering yeah, he takes his sunglasses construct. off yeah he takes his yeah. sunglasses off and, and re- yeah the, pulls the earpiece out but like that yeah. whole speech for me is fucking legendary i love it 
the it's smell, dude. The, the perfect s- delivery. The the way you know he says the smell, the smell. But before he even says the smell, the the close up on Morpheus, the sweat that is running off yeah. of Lawrence Fishburne's head, like you can, also, it, it is, it's just so sensual. I also love the detail of like the minor detail about how the first Matrix that they built was a perfect utopia and humanity rejected it because we want to be fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I like, like it. Yeah, I love that. I think every time I, uh, every time I uh, I- indulge in um, fun otherworldly activities, I always feel like at some point I have put my finger into the mirror. That's a classic one for me. I think about that one oh, like, yeah. all the time. Um, so so interesting. I love the sound design on that. How it sli- when, when the sound slips into the matrix, get real robotic and then fractures. Oh hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, a, lot the of, shot a lot of people. Of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, keep going. You're good. A, a lot of people talk about back to the Morpheus scene that Neo's firing the machine gun. Which, first of all, just Trinity. We'll go to the uploads where Trinity gets the she can fly a helicopter because um, Tank uploaded the program into her brain like that. But they're flying the helicopter I want and then that. and then Neo. Of course, tell me Game of Thrones wasn't sitting there like you how would do totally we not be, do the Matrix. <laughs> it's not. It's a Dave. You would totally be a combination of mouse and tank. Nice. Building the programs and like operating the live matrix, and um, a digital and just, pimp. And having yeah. and having the, the <laughs> woman with the red dress, just and not even naming her, just calling her the woman in the red. I really love the. Uh, you know what we talk? I'm just thinking about all this crap so much. You know, now in school, of course, but like how how far can you push cinematic language? There's a great great quote by Billy Wilder: "Make your choices, uh, make your subtleties obvious." So oh, in terms wow. of cinematic language, you know, w- if we were sitting around our room and we were saying like, "Is it too much when Matrix?" When uh, Neo gets pulled out of his battery or whatever, and he's dropped into the water, is it too much to have him like born? Is he going to be naked? Can we like pull him out and show him being born like a naked baby? And we might say, oh, that's too much. It works. That shot of him being pulled Mm. up by the claw when he's just totally nude and hairless. And oh, man, that's just uh, again, it's just so visceral. There's something so intense about it. I'll call it haters in case any of them listen, because people are like, well, why don't they just kill the defected one when they realize? Because they hacked the system. They hacked it. So they, they hacked the sewage more. You have to assume that Morpheus is in control of this. And they told us that ahead of time, too. Back to the Morpheus seed. I, I forget how I got sidetracked. So people call on the fact that that Neo shoots a million rounds of shots and doesn't hit Morpheus. You just ha- again, you have to think that he's tapped into something higher. And so he knows where he's shooting, even though it's a little wild. But the signature shot for me is not only the helicopter being right outside the window, which they do so much better than Batman and Robin or any of those other movies that try to do weird shit like this. The shot That's an from, interesting benchmark to set. I know, right? <laughs> the shot from below the helicopter up where they cut the sound out, except the bullet casings yeah, falling from the sky <laughs> with the helicopter yeah, so rudders good. going around. And you just hear the <laughs> coming down yes, and then yes. you go back in and then the sound comes full. I mean, holy shit. What? I saw that shot and I was like, oh my God, this takes me back. I feel because, like we're just you know, doing, you guys know the Chris Farley. You remember? You remember? Yeah. You remember when, you did, yeah, you the, remember? when he's interviewing somebody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wait, Paul McCartney. Oh, no, you remember tenured. when you were in the Beatles? Yeah, that was awesome. We've tended to remember berries. That's so funny. Of course, but of course the famous shots are, are Neo opening his um, his uh, jacket. Holy of course. shit. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. so yeah, opening the jacket. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, um, I love all, of the, he, um, all of this stuff. And then and then when he stops the bullets, obviously signature. When shot. he stops the bullets. Yeah. I, I love mean, um when he realized because that whole sequence, it's it's just it's smart filmmaking, you guys. It's ways to tell story in a giant action sequence. So we have the story element of rescuing Morpheus. We have another B element where Morpheus throughout that entire like 17-minute sequence is realizing how to ascend. His skills are literally growing in front of your eyes. 
And he's like mentally realizing how much of this is mental and how much he can just yeah. choose to do. So when the helicopter goes down and he wraps the rope around his arm, when he just chooses to hold the helicopter, do you remember that? And he slides across mm-hmm. and oh my God, that whole thing when Trinity jumps out of it, but just that moment where he decides to try to just hold the helicopter that, I mean, that just fucking, that's amazing. It's an inter- so interesting good. thing. The, the fight in the subway, um, I looked up where that was and they, they gave them Redfern train station. Now I, I don't know what it's like now because we've come a long way, but Redfern train station in the nineties, not the safest place in fucking Sydney. It didn't. Look I, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. imagine them going. Yeah, let's. We, we, they fucking said yes. They go like, and then all these fucking stunt guys turn up to like Redfern train station, and everyone's like, <laughs> "That's nope, so good. Nope, we're out. Good. I'm only going if you're going. I'm only I was going to mention that one. I was going to mention that one because I love when genres just slip into other genres. When the fucking tumbleweed just drifts across the subway platform before their fight, <laughs> yeah. like oh, a yeah. Western showdown, what you're the, just like, yeah. yes! <laughs> oh, that one's great. And That's of course, like the, the King Brown in Sydney. You're not going like, to, where the fuck did that tumbleweed come from? Exactly. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's how well, you know they you're do, in good hands. They do, they do those shots from the waist that are famous in Westerns. They do that a couple times just to make oh, the yeah. size and the scale. Yeah, where yeah, exactly. Come, yeah. Uh, the my name is Neo. Samurai he jumps films, up yeah. the backflip out of the subway. You know, I mean, there's yeah. so many classic, classic moments. Dude, the training me. sequences, Good obviously, shots. the jump. Mm. The training sequences. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> what a, that, that quote is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and even though it doesn't make any sense, because obviously it was never going to work against. But when he not only runs up the wall, but then somehow flies 15 feet backwards. Like, of course, Morpheus is just waiting for him to land and then he's going to kick him. But it's still pretty fucking cool that he did that. Right. Like learning that lesson is more important than hitting me than hitting Morpheus. I'm trying to think if Dave, if there are any any more uh mundane uh you know shots and like situations in this movie that are just I mean, really well it's, composed it's really funny we're, we're talking about all the, all the it, iconic but... camera work there's a whole heap of cg stuff like the the squids and everything oh, the, the squids, ship yeah. the, the oh, yeah, design sure. of the yeah, yeah. of the ship is fucking phenomenal what do they call them sentinels sentinels yes sentinels. the sentinels yeah i had that 3d model once um <laughs> we were yeah <laughs> We actually, uh, again, throwing back, throw, <laughs> throwing back to that uh, that theme park I used to work at, uh, they had a Matrix exhibit, and they had, from the second movie, they had the door corridor, where the, you walk in the corridor, and it's just all doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, so many people had got busted having sex in that corridor. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> of wow. course. Yeah, what did they think was going to happen? <laughs> I'm just outing these guys right rooms. now. Yeah. 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 No, well, they were literally just small compartments behind the door. It was only like a foot and a half. So yeah, you're hitting the door. It was, yeah, you know the was... beer garden, the new beer garden in Astoria, that line of bathrooms, that hallway. It always reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. All right, Jeff, are you how ready about to get... you, dude? Any? What but... are you, how about do you have any more? You only, I think you only named one, maybe two. Do you oh, have any other signatures? I put, a, I, I, put a, I put a bunch in there. I think. I mean, obviously, the the whole and and remembering the sound, the surround sound thing, the whole sequence with Trinity and Neo and and you know with the guns and stuff. This is like the video game boom of the end of the '90s, and you know, of course, you know, it may have influenced school shooting Columbine three weeks after, and they they wore vinyl and leather, and you know, anyway. But um, just that, every okay, single it, bit of yeah, that sequence, right. the flips. Just and, just to clarify that, like you, the movie didn't influence that. There was something fucking wrong with those. They guys. were they were already planning it ahead of time, but yeah, yeah they just put it decided to put on a costume because. They were fucking nuts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Does yeah. the ending, anyway. uh, the the tech, you know, the CG of the ending when he finally sees Smith standing in the hallway of the Matrix after he 
and then Smith becomes the Matrix. He becomes the yeah. Code. Does that work for you? I, mm. st- I mean, it's, you know, I still think that's that's really cool. I, think so I really too. like how the, they execute the flying that. Might not, but it's at this point it was like whatever. You know, yeah, by know. that I point mean, you're like, I mean, whatever. I don't fucking care. Keanu works so hard to literally get that, the last shot. That turn. With uh, the, the I buzzed, I, I buzzed so Dave, but I was really buzzing myself. Oh yeah. I love, love, love. It still just lands for me every time. How they have. Uh, They've been so brutal with so many like wide shots of gun violence throughout the rest of that movie. But when Neo walks in that door, it's all in slow motion and the gut shots and they don't show you the initial shots. Eventually, he does fall to the ground and he fills them up with the whole case. But that first the first shot or two, when you don't see it, it's out of frame. When, and it's ne- just the when sound. Neo gets shot by Agent yeah, Smith. When Neo yeah, when Neo runs into the to the room, it's still just so emotional. The sound drops out. It's just yeah. so well executed. And then it turns <laughs> and then it flips it on his head and it's just very casually violent. Boom, 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 boom from the from a wider yeah, shot. It's, it's it's just, really and that's what I'm saying. Contrast. Whether or not yeah. you think the love story was justified or pulled off or whatever, I think I think Trinity told Neo just what he needed to hear. I think she told him exactly what he needed to hear. That's what yeah. I would say to anybody that's mm. hating on the love story. Are you ready to get into some casting? And in this, we can give some more shout outs to the actors w- wow. while we're, we're doing it. Casting? Are you ready to go? Right, go, go? Okay, cool. So we're turning this into a section because it's. I, I heard a very famous story from this. By the way, I want to shout out our friends at the And Almost Starring podcast. This is Amy Jo Jackson and Jeff Ronan. Both of them have been guests on our show. John has been a guest on their show. They break down casting of movies. Jeff Ronan always looks it up. Amy Jo doesn't. And so she kind of guesses who was considered for the roles and it's a little subjective. So shout out to them. Here we go. The I'm only... playing the part of Amy in this scenario because I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I looked them up and neither of you have seen this, but that was not exactly to take their gimmick. This was just, to, okay, so let's yeah. have some fun with this. But we're going to take the, their the only person, <laughs> the only person, who, The only person who was cast, no questions, concerns, was actually Cypher. Joe Pantoliano, the guy yeah, from yeah, yeah. Memento, was cast because he was in Bound with the Wachowskis, and they told him ahead of time, like, we have a part for you. It's not the hugest part in the world, but it's yours if you want it. And he said, yes, done, check. So he was Cypher from the very beginning. Now let's get to Neo. What do you think of Keanu Reeves' performance? I feel like there was a producer somewhere laughing, going, we gave him Keanu Reeves. And then they're like, oh, shit, at the shit. other end. He's perfect for this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly. Like, I think I think we know where you're going to go with this, uh, Jeff, about who is who was offered it first. But, like, I, even at the time, let's not, let's not tell pretend. Me it wasn't Mel even at the time. <laughs> Jesus. Even at the time, everybody was making fun of him. I know Kung Fu. But the further away I get from that movie, the more I realize, like, it was a perfect role for Keanu Reeves. This is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I, it's, I it's, never made it's fun so of him good. for this. It was, I wouldn't it was want somebody in there who had who had such an emotional it's not it's not about depth or no depth it's about the way they explore that with behavior i want someone that's that kind of stoic in this he's a hacker he spends his whole life staring at computers like yeah i I completely agree even just the way he literally the way he said whoa whoa the first time i i think more people said whoa (laughs) subconsciously because of that because of him and also almost became his i'll be back yeah Mm -hmm. And and apparently he hurt his neck while they were filming. So he actually filmed the fight sequences last, but it gave him time to build his character. So he started out a little more simple. And then he by the time he gets in, he does one of those famous lines. How about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? I know my rights. It's like he's building, building, building so that when he get when he becomes the one, I feel like he really earned it. All right. But we'll go through some casting because it's fun. Obviously, he was the perfect choice. Who was that? So the famous story that I heard, one of the first people, because at the time, this was 1999, this was still, you're not supposed to announce that if you were offered another role. 
But Will Smith very famously said he didn't understand it. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. And he was like, there's no fucking way I'm learning six months of Kung Fu for this shit. Yeah, very- I'm going to go do Wild Wild West instead. You dickhead. Yeah, that, no, that's true. Yeah, that's the timing. <laughs> he was like, do I get a song? Okay, I'm in it. By the way, he got paid $20 million for that. And I'm sure he's not upset about it. Okay, so. Yeah. Oh, I think he's fine. He doesn't Will even Smith, like making violent actually, movies. Actually, right? I'm actually one of the few people that like Wild Wild West, to be honest. It's it's. Can't I think all fun. three of us actually like that movie. Kevin I kind of like it. I, I like Kevin Klein. He tries so hard. And then, come on, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Kevin Klein's fucking awesome. And Salma Hayek too. Okay, cool. So oh, yeah. back to Neo. Oh, right, right. So here we go. 1999. You have Warner Brothers now. So you have, you know, huge studio. Who do you guys think was offered a role? There's a bunch of, there's like six people that were offered or at least Ed considered Norton. according to this. Good guess. As far as I can tell, Edward Norton was not considered. He was a little too green, you know, Primal Fear in 97. And I'm Probably sure that and, and with Fear should have fucking sold it though. Like, yeah, but but yeah. with the with the kung fu training, you have to imagine they're casting yeah, this true. around 1997. Yeah, all right. Yeah, this is 99 too. Fight Club uh, came out this year. Wesley so, Snipes. Yeah. Oh, Wesley fuck. Snipes is a no. Good guess. That is a good guess, dude. Wait, John, uh, can we follow? Can we follow through on what you were just talking about? What did you just say? I said Fight what Club. Came out? Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was considered. That is exactly sure. right. Warner Brothers really wanted Brad Pitt, or. Val Kilmer George? for the role. Val Kilmer. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Warner Brothers was really curious role. about Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer for the role. Uh, the Wachowskis were not chose, a huge fan, but yeah. they would have been fine with it, but they both declined. Somebody else apparently accepted the role and then had to bow out. Was it Eric Stoltz? Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Think, I'll just, let, me, let, me, let me phrase it again this way. <laughs> Let's assume that they started casting in 1997. What Mark- was the biggest movie of 1997? Leonardo DiCaprio bowed out. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio accepted the role and he really wanted to do it and bowed out. And that makes two movies this year because he also really wanted to be in The Mummy, thanks to the End Almost Starring podcast, I knew that. And he bowed out to do The Fucking Beach. So he didn't do The Mummy or The Matrix because because the Danny Boyle Beach took forever and ever and ever. So there you go, Leonardo DiCaprio. Other people, you know what? I'm happy about that. I'm happy that he, he was tied up. I think so too. The Other beach people, is, yeah. the beach is a totally adequate movie. Alex Other Garland, people consider his first script, dude. You're right. I mm-hmm. forgot um, we had seen that. And I remember he made that vow or whatever after Titanic. He like said, I'm never doing something that I don't really want to do again. I want to do the edgier, I want to do the drama. So maybe right. he thought, yeah, he thought the beach was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, and it was. It was cool. It's very it different was movie edgy. than The Matrix. It was very, it was, it was very edgy. Um, just to yeah, just to wrap up, Neo. Uh, apparently, Nick Cage was another Wachowski choice. They really wanted Nick Cage, and um, I still 19... would have watched that. Me too, of course. <laughs> Nick, can you imagine Nick Cage going, "Whoa, right?" Whoa. <gasps> um, and then um, they also were curious in casting a female as Neo and having a female Neo and a female Trinity. Ooh. Ooh. Nineteen ninety-seven yeah. casting for nineteen ninety film. Nineteen ninety-nine film. They were curious about Sandra Bullock. What would Sandra Bullock be like as Neo? Wow. Uh, yeah. Had she played a had I, she played a sincere I mean, drama dramatic role at that point? I don't know. She was wasn't she, she coming was straight off Demolition Queen Man at that point? And, but yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I love Demolition Man was back there. Still love Sandra Sandra Bullock, but she was man, she was a high yeah, she was a high earner back then. Right. I could totally see that. Any mm, other any other women though? That was the only women That was the only considered? one that that came up for Neo as far as I know. Um, all right, let's move on to Morpheus, which the character is based off of the Sandman from an old comic that I don't know very much about. Okay, not very many people considered for this outside of outside of Lawrence Fishburne. Dude, Guys, what, sand, do you think of Lord, what do you think of Lawrence is, Fishburne? Just tune back into the Sandman. It's coming. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. What do you guys think of Lawrence Fishburne? In his performance? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, flawless. It, he's Morpheus. Yes. I mean, yeah. he's from, I watch. I still watch Blackish quite a bit, and like, he's just. It's hard to look past. <laughs> I know, honestly. He said yeah, flawless. I've got you myself for one comment. It's fucking flawless, dude. I mean, he is... I also say this all the time. Show me. I say I mm-hmm. say that all the fucking... Every word out of his just mouth. That, he does a kung fu hand, and it's amazing. I'm still sending Morpheus memes. Yeah. What if I told you, and something you want to get across? Like, just I'm still, sacrificial. Like, that's still happening. Dude, yeah. when he... When he revs up, powers up before he falls through the bathroom wall to 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 buy them time when they're in between yeah. the walls. I mean, yeah. I mean come on, yeah. this is so good. Excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent. It's, I don't even yeah, want to yeah. imagine somebody else playing him, Jeff, but let's keep playing yeah, this no. game. Nope. Um who do you think was considered? Three people came to mind, one of which was a Wachowski choice, as far as I know, and the other two were Warner Brothers choices. Uh Bruce Willis. Can, good guesses? No? That was not was a good g- guess then. <laughs> no, I mean, are, are you said good the, guess, but the look on your face said something else. Well, I know I'm, I'm, I'm looking because I'm curious. Are they all kind of the? Uh, are they kind of in like that sage type, or were a couple of these guys like not going to be that type, like the sage, wise, wizardy kind of type? None of them had played wise sage types by this. I point. was going to think. I know this sounds random as hell, but I was thinking maybe like a a very random Nick Nolte kind of take on it. Very like interesting. The, very interesting. No, no, no. Um, but very interesting. Crazy. Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I'm, I know this is like so weird, but I could see them going in that direction. Speaking of Anthony Hopkins, a lot of people thought Sean Connery was offered the role, but he he wasn't. He was offered the role of the architect in the sequels, and he turned it down. But he was oh. not considered. For oh, Marcus. I wish he'd taken that. To be honest, uh, isn't that yeah? That might have changed right? that scene a little bit. All right, I'll give you one. I'd, one one which is very interesting from the Wachowskis is they were curious about Val Kilmer for this role. When 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 Warner Brothers said we want Val Kilmer for Neo, they were like, you know what? Val Kilmer actually that. would be a decent Morpheus. I can tell you Although see he that. Would have I think Val Kilmer often gets okay, put in those maybe. positions. He's not the, the other, early bird. I'm, he's not the ingenuity kind of character. He's the, you know, he's about I'm still him. picturing Eddie Hopkins as Morpheus. It's like, what um, if the I other... told you? <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you one tease. One tease is, is one of the people offered. It's disgusting, Dave. Um, one of the people offered is a very famous British actor who was playing a lot of villains in the nineties. So they thought he could be a good, Oh, Sean Bean. Good guess, but no. Goldeneye oh, was 96 damn. or so, so yeah, that makes sense. More of British villains in the 90s, not Ian McKellen. Get off my plane. Oh, um, um, come on. Winston Churchill. Gary Oldman. Gary, Gary Oldman was Gary, considered. Gary. And Samuel L. Jackson. Interesting, right? <laughs> Shift! <laughs> yeah. just one bad motherfucker she right. take the motherfucking blue pill <laughs> two, uh, no, two honestly, how many how would they have written in motherfuckers can we play that game for a second <laughs> Marvel just managed, Marvel managed to do it he's an actor people motherfucking show me alright let's move on there's two more people to go let's do Trinity obviously Carrie Ann Moss I think we praised her a lot any final words you want to say about Carrie Ann Moss's performance Again, I'm not gonna lie. This was because I had not seen Chocolat, and I had definitely not seen anything else by her by then. I think I watched Chocolat really soon after this because it came out in 2000, I believe. Um, so that was the only other thing I had ever really seen her in. So this was a defining role for me. She, she just was Trinity. One of those really exciting times where they cast someone who wasn't mm-hmm. a huge superstar, and we got to just totally believe that they were that person. And Keanu Reeves was just acting in the world that she already existed yeah. in. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I I mean I 
loved the performance. I, I'm very curious to see more. Like, I'm nice. very curious to see how they utilize her in the new one because yeah. I felt like she was underutilized and yeah. kind of pigeonholed a little bit in uh, the original series. They gave her a lot Definitely of reaction second, shots. In the third I feel one. like they knew that too. I feel like mm-hmm. they knew that. She was like, I could be Morpheus if he dies, but I'm not going to. He's so good. <laughs> uh, okay. Not a lot of people considered for this role. I think all three of them would be surprises to you. Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> no, I'll give you. So I'll give you what, one thing that, that is curious is that none of them are, are actors uh, who are white. That's pretty interesting. So all three are, are actresses what? who are non-white. Okay. Uh, Vivica Fox. Good guess. Good guess. Not too um, far off, I would say. There, there is at least one person who sings. Um, um, Jada. Jada Pickett-Smith was considered for Trinity. Because she, she does get it, cast eventually in the second and third one, so I'm not she surprised. Is Niobe, yeah. She is Niobe in the sequels, but she was, all, she was considered for the role of Trinity. That's right. So both Will Smith and Jada Pickett-Smith both d- and did not end up being in this movie. So they both read the script and were probably like, what the fuck is going on with this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other two, one is a big pop star. One was a pop star who was also an actor at the time. Uh, Rihanna? No, no, no. In 1999. No, not Rihanna. Maya. I always get him confused. Uh, <laughs> now we're just getting we're just naming R and B stars. The one who I'm so sorry, but the one who she passed was in move. Okay, she's in yes. the night professor. That's oh, Jane. Shit. Wait, well, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Janet. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Janet oh, Jackson wow. was considered. <laughs> and Eternals, shout out. Who, Salma okay. Hayek was considered. Also cool. doing Wild Wild who, West around the same time. Who was that in Queen of the wow. Damned? It was, uh, it was, I, I, Rihanna sprung to mind with this because I've had beer. Yes, um, that's right. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about Dave. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was, uh, we'll, we'll look him up in a second. I got it. I'm on it. Keep going. Yeah. Well, that's it Aaliyah. for Trinity's. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Nice. That's, Aaliyah. Yeah, that's what I was guessing as well. Aaliyah. Yes, yes. Aaliyah. Yeah, mm. Trinity. So that's Trinity. Okay, so the last casting we'll do. There's only one other person considered for this role, but who get, like, again, iconic, iconic, iconic. To me, perhaps the person who really solidifies this film, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. What do you guys think of Hugo Weaving? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 9 being the lowest score you could possibly give, and 10 being the highest because you don't want to be an asshole. How fucking Christopher awesome. Christopher Guess... In Spinal Tap, 11. 23. Dude, just like, it's I, a yeah. lot. I mean, it's... 23. It's fucking perfect. It's perfect. He is so good in this movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The way he talks yes, out of the... Not... He goes, I have sunglasses on? Okay, cool. I'm going to talk out of the side of my mouth. And I, I mean... And again, he's, ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's, got that, he's got that contained rage the whole time. It's like, this guy just wants you dead. And he's also like, he yes. just wants you dead and to go away so he can go home. I don't even need his reason for why like he your, wants him dead, but I like that I get it. Your whole existence is a fucking inconvenience to him. He communicates right. all of those things beautifully. It's, it's yeah, Incredible. it's one of the seminal performances of the 90s as far a... as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, it defined, it defined his career, right? I think he had already made... I think he had already Fine. made Priscilla, and I'm sure he had made a bunch of Australian Dude, and maybe Priscilla's amazing. Stuff. Yeah, um, oh yeah, there's yeah. a ton of it. And then... And then that same year or the following year, Lord of the Rings. Well, he wasn't in yes. 2001, 2001 it came out, but I'm sure yeah. he started filming it around the same time. And then yeah, of course, around 2099. Do, yeah. just to see him do like completely opposite yeah. kinds of roles. Yeah. I mean, it's just so he's, he's iconic for sure. And then, and then V in 2005. He went from he's a, a he, yeah, from a character v. who hates humanity <laughs> to a character who hates humans. Yeah. 
yeah. to V, who <laughs> is going to kill humans to save well, humans. Well, he was yeah. actually, there's yeah. a, there's still, the jury's still out on how much of him was in that because he Don't let release. that man babysit your children. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we've um, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> only one other person was considered for the role of Agent Smith as far as I could find. And he is not an American actor. And I think he had a couple hits in the 90s. But, but not an A-list actor. But somebody you guys know and love. Damn. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Yep. No, I don't know. Who is it? I could see a it? Tywin Lannister. I could see him doing. Oh, Charles Dance. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. I could see Charles Dance doing it. All right. Who uh, was totally. it? I can give in. <laughs> it is Jean Renault. Jean Renault was considered for the role of Agent Smith. Ah. But I think, it was, I think it was Hugo Weaving's to lose. And as I said three times this podcast, the other yeah. two agents were Australian, a local, one who ended up being the lead in Longmire. <laughs> That's casting, people. Go listen to the mm. end almost starring podcast, but really, really interesting shit in there. I think it's time for us to get into our game. Are you ready to get into our game? Yeah. All right. All right here we go. So this game. These are, these are what, what is this? This game, because we are a positive criticism podcast, which means that we only like to focus on the positives. Positive. We don't like the heart for the negatives, even though we can't help ourselves sometimes. This game is about plot holes and things that aged poorly, but we don't want to nitpick this awesome film, so wrong answers only. And we are calling this game <laughs> Plot Holes and Things That Age Poorly, but we don't want to nitpick this awesome film, so wrong answers only the game. Are you ready to go, people? That was the best setup ever. <laughs> right, here we go. We're all drinking for that. Here we go. We're all drinking? Wait, what the fuck? I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> All right, let's go one by one. The reason Morpheus and Trinity can't explain the Matrix to Neo until they explain it to him in three words is... We covered this. It's a timeshare scheme. Dave thinks he's selling him a timeshare. John? Uh, I mean, I think they're just following their own rules. They're Did following their it? own rules. The guys in film school, people, what can we say? <laughs> you already talked about it, right? You already, we already yeah, we already talked about it. I'll move on. Okay. Ruined you. <laughs> okay, especially after rewatching this, this makes more sense. The reason we ever thought Cypher wasn't going to flip is a little heavy handed, but the Cypher, he really wanted out. He was not happy. Yeah, I got to say, I got nothing on that. The only thing that would have telegraphed it more was if they called him Brutus. That's <laughs> to be honest. The only like, reason the only reason we thought he might not flip was because he wanted to fuck Trinity. Oh, John, come through. Ooh. Nice. Like very that's, badly, right? He was like obsessed a, with that's her. That's a real answer. Sweat. That's not a wrong answer. That's true. That is. No, this is good. Okay, yeah, right that's, a good okay. One. that's a good one. Right or wrong answers now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the reason anybody would rather live in the real world under Morpheus's control, eating porridge in a sunless mole <laughs> ship <laughs> is. <laughs> John? I mean, dude, if I had superpowers anytime I needed to plug in, I feel like I would consider it. Isn't this literally a Ready Player One? A shit uh, reality I'm and a kick-ass, sort of. ex- yeah. kick-ass, sh- right? Yeah, Dave? <laughs> okay, well, I, I have a theory, and I, it's it, it's in the book that I'm publishing for $99.99 on uh, Amazon um, called The Matrix Explained. Everyone was genetically engineered to be gingers. So going outside at any time was dangerous, even without the machines. <laughs> That's good. 
That's good. That's really, really, really good. good. Okay, so Dave is doing wrong answers. John is doing what he thinks are right answers. I love this. Okay, cool. (laughs) The reason Agent Smith pulls uh, the mummy and seals Neo's mouth shut, the skin of his mouth closes in their interrogation scene, but they never explain it or remotely replicate anything like it in the rest of the film is... What's the opposite of a glory hole? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) know. Dave? I can't top that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Apart from... I had a whole... I had a paragraph written, but I can't top that. Maybe we'll come back to it. Apart from looking awesome, the reason Trinity, Neo... Wait, sorry. That's not the one that we were doing. Yeah, the reason... Apart from looking awesome, the reason Trinity and Neo did wall climbs and flips, despite the fact that they were being shot at by machine guns, and they were still wildly in the open, is... Actually, now I know this one for a fact. They were actually running in a straight line. The cameraman tripped, and it looked so fucking cool. They left it in. Okay, I doubt that's true, but yeah, this yeah. is cool. <laughs> John, why do you think they did flips while machine guns were literally going? And they were like, "I got an idea. Let's run up this wall." <laughs> Those guns have a really complicated loading procedure. It's just easier to do upside down, to be okay. honest. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have anything super hilarious for that one. I really. Uh... <laughs> All right, we'll take I'm it. I'm glad they did it. How about that? I'm glad they fucking did it. Because it looked awesome. We'll take it. it. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> it looked awesome, dude. <laughs> the reason Morpheus tells Neo, you are on a tapped phone, but go to the Adams, the Adams Street Bridge. The reason he says it so clearly, even though he knows that the phone is being tapped, is... You know, I mean, we've covered this. More people at the bridge, more potential timeshare customers. <laughs> Is all in this Wasn't that part of test? <laughs> no, no, no. Before Neo was out of the Matrix, when they got him in the car, he says exactly where they're meeting. Like it, it's not very secretive at all. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. When the actors, this is this is a question about the actors, not about the movie itself. What are the actors hmm. thinking about while their eyes roll into the back of their head and go berserk during data uploads? <laughs> they were probably. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. You, go, no, you go, you go, you go, you go. I mean, it has uh, fill in the blank, some joke with Vegemite. They're in Australia <laughs> trying to digest that terrible fucking spread. I mean, Vegemite, that they gave Vegemite does services. make your eyes go like that if you put it on too thick. So. <laughs> yeah. Dave, is that it? Vegemite for you too? No, no. I, I, I think, you know, I could just picture Keanu like closing his eyes, wiggling him, going, did my eye floaters just spell franchise? <laughs> He's thinking money. Ka-ching, ka-ching. All right. The reason the red pills, the red pills, the name for Neo, Morpheus, you know, everybody, Mouse. Mm -hmm. The reason the red pills dress like school shooters instead of agents or anything else that would actually blend in with the people around them since they are trying to hide from the agents is... Because black leather is awesome, dude. Don't... don't, Okay, I have a question. I have a follow-up question for you, Jeff. On the subway, do you stare at the guy dressed like he's going to a cyberpunk donkey show? No, you fucking don't. <laughs> look away from the guy who's going to yeah, the cyberpunk. You look somewhere else. You are not making eye contact. Good point, good point, good point. Even though here we are looking at a crowd of 100 people and we and immediately look at those three. That is the first time I've mentioned a donkey show in this show. So <laughs> yay for me. Yay. <laughs> Dave's got the donkey show on here. Okay, cool. The reason the agents are so fucking bad at shooting is they're agents. They know the system. Dutch. Oh, it's Dutch. 
those suits will neither crease nor bend. So it puts the onus on the shoulders and the waist to line up the shot. And that's just recoil doesn't. Oh, come on. Dave did his homework. John, what do you got? I wouldn't even say they're bad at shooting. What are you talking about? They can't hit these people. (laughs) They can't. They they shoot at Trinity so much throughout the course of this movie. Trinity runs in a straight line when she jumps over that building and they kind of nick her. That's true. They meant to. All right. The reason Nia... I think it's written in. I think it's written in. Isn't that... Don't they have an exchange about how always run from the agent? Yeah, but they were, she ran in a... Because you can't outfight them? She ran in a straight... Okay. All right. I'm buzzing you for that. So they That's, don't really talk about... They didn't say, like... They, they, all right, you, right, film school. You can't outrun Because them. you say run from the agents, that means that every time you run from the agents, you're going to live. That's great. It means they're not very good shots. You might be able to get away if you run. You can't fight them. You're right. They did plant that seed. That is correct. Okay. The reason Neo, an infamous hacker and computer programmer, needs to... Just double check and confirm with Morpheus that AI does in fact mean artificial intelligence is. In his defense. Movie writing. It's like it's in AI. Defense, oh, you mean artificial are intelligence. Several, no, there are several other things AI could stand for when you're talking to a guy dressed like that. That's what like I'm that. saying. Okay, that's a callback to another question. Good. <laughs> John? It's, I, yeah, it's it's just movie writing, dude. It's annoying. It's the same moment in a uh, Dark Knight when uh, Lucius is explaining to Bruce Wayne sonar, and he goes like a submarine. He goes like a submarine, Mr. <laughs> Wayne, exactly like a submarine. Like 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 we'd all like everyone on fucking planet Earth Lucius, doesn't know what I sonar it was just is. Just Lucius being a dick. <laughs> he should have. I, I wish it was. I have, that, but yeah, it's always frustrating when people explain things in movies that you know that both the characters already know. But the they do it quickly, so it's not a big deal. Okay, I, I'm going to skip the last one because it was about the love story, and I'm just this is this is the final question, and this is the biggest thing that people talk about with this movie. So let's take it on head on. <coughs> Oops. The reason Cipher for his steak dinner with Agent Smith that we know Cipher is the Night Watch, we know Cipher is alone, so he can theoretically sneak. But as far as we know, in the Matrix, you need help getting in and out of the Matrix. You can't do it on your own. How is it that Cypher is able to pull this off? I never interpreted it as though you have to be, you need Tank on the computer. I thought you, yeah, you, can you could totally do it jack yourself, yourself in. in. Yeah, I thought you could. <laughs> well, you could get, I yeah, mean, so you just yeah, have to plug absolutely. the back of your head and then lie down. And then what do you, do you do like a... I think you can set the program to launch as soon as you. Yeah, put that's, it in. that's probably yeah, what it is, right? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your side with this but because also, people shit I mean, on this all the time, and I think, to be honest, all you have to do is go. I have an appointment with the woman in the red dress, and nobody is going <laughs> near that fucking control room. You're right. That's. I'm not buzzing that. That was. That's right on. That's good. I'm sure even Mouse would be like, "All right, tell me how it is. Bye." Yeah, yeah. and and in in the. It is kind of gross. In the rewatch, though. they spoon feed it a little bit because Neo, imagine, right before like, this, by the way, just so everybody remembers, Neo goes up to him. And of course, Cypher goes, Whoa, you scared the bejesus out of me. The way he says that line is really funny. And then he turns off most of the monitors. So in hindsight, it's like, How did I miss that the first time? Like, clearly, Neo can't even read the code and he's turning the screens off. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it does set up that he's about to do something suspicious. And you know what? Maybe he did program in that, you know, in an hour, this phone rings. So I, I'm okay with it, too. I mean, the agents it's kind of could a freaky send him back agents out. Could, I guess, send him back out, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a freaky image to imagine, because uh, I don't know if you could put it in yourself, but I'm imagining he can, said. like, put it through the chair and lock no, it. you can definitely put it in yourself. 
and just like you just have to lay down and let that thing enter your head. I mean, that just sounds terrifying. You know what age well is Morpheus's line? This is going to feel a little weird. <laughs> like rather than rather than explaining it, like yeah. this is gonna feel like this. He's just like it's especially uh, when you hit your... weird. <laughs> yeah, especially when you hit your fifties and the doctor says the same thing. <laughs> Dude, how many exactly, times have I buzzed you in the past like ten minutes? Anyway, that, that's the end of our gimmick. Speaking of, and I'm glad I, I'm in. glad I picked out the real ones that people complain about, and we actually were able to give real answers because everybody out there criticizing this movie, yeah, just chill out, just chill out. Real answers. Maybe they knew at the Adam Street Bridge that they would beat the agents there because there was nobody around. There's a lot of criticism about that in that, uh, like when the first movie came out, they needed to release like an animated series and a fucking handbook and other stuff so that you could that could kind of explain what was going on in the movie and a lot of people criticize it because that that's the reason i like it yeah yeah because they didn't wait, answer wait, wait. your questions like, yeah yeah they yeah, left, yeah, they left some yeah. of it up to you yeah it, it's like this is a, it was almost like filmmaker and viewer collaboration we're going to take mm-hmm. you three quarters the way you you come the rest and this is before the age of the you know this it has to be a franchise. Right. Ooh, there mm. were trilogies. You know, I think we think of them differently. This was still the time where, like, there were trilogies every now and then of certain movies, but it wasn't the same way we thought of franchises. Like, open-ended, how much can we milk this for? Nobody dreamed of making more than three movies at this time. That's probably why this one capped at three, but it did have the animated series. They did have tons of fan fiction. It did release stuff, and I don't think it was ever supposed to be that. Yeah. When was the last time yeah. you guys rewatched the second and third one? When I saw it in theaters, <laughs> it was a lot longer. Wow! Then uh, I was going to rewatch it for this, and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah I rewatched." Those I just rewatched well. the first one. I just rewatched this one again twice. Yeah. I mean, I will even go with them a little yeah. bit on the second one, but the third one, forget about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we love we yeah. love this movie. It's pretty cool when he puts his hand. That up. is cool. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 end on um, final quotes. Final. Any other quotes that you wanted to shout out? <laughs> final, final quotes. quotes. No, yeah, I've used them a lot. So I thought so too. That's what I was planning on doing. I feel like there's one thing that I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I mean, uh, I uh, how many? I know we just lived through 2020. Every time anyone said the word virus, I heard Agent Smith <laughs> saying a virus like every Damn. single fucking time. Okay. Human beings are diseased. A, a cancer of this planet, your plague, and we are the cure. <laughs> uh, there is no spoon. Obviously, a very famous line. Oh that my kid. god, yeah. There is no spoon. But, I say that a lot. I said that, Mr. I mean, that, Anderson. That kid had, that that kid did no, no idea I what know, he was right? starting. That kid, there, there is no spoon. <laughs> I wonder if the, the line inflection that he does is so bizarre and so funny. Hmm. There is no spoon. Yeah. It was like, no, that's fine. Just do an Australian accent. <laughs> uh, no, I like, yeah. I like no lieutenant. Your <laughs> yeah. men are already dead when Agent Smith already knows that one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that is a good one. All, All right. right, we got to wrap this up. People, this is so fun. Okay, so the fourth film yeah. is coming out December 22nd. I have a feeling they're... This has been our longest episode ever. Of a single film. Of a yeah, single film. Um, you guys almost went for an hour last week without me. How beer. did you do that? Beer always helps. <laughs> Trying real hard to talk very positively about Eternals. Good job. I was going to say um, Hamilton stole off the... Yeah, the fourth one's coming out. I was gonna get out of here. Sure, I was, sure, sure. was gonna say Hamilton ripped off the bullet time. <laughs> the bullet time thing is like a, an actual thing that people talk about, where you freeze frame the bullet and then you do three hundred sixty well, degrees. Did, wait, 
didn't didn't Max Payne See, do it I, first? I, I, I'm thinking game? that there were other examples, but it gets credited to the Matrix because just of how awesome it looks. But mm-hmm. Hamilton literally was like, "What are we going to do about the duel?" Yeah. It's like, "I got an idea. We'll do bullet time." Fucking Hamilton. I <laughs> words. <laughs> I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. It comes out December twenty second, two thousand twenty one. I really hope it's good. I think we have. Is anyone anyone who's following the Christmas movie you need to see? The Wachowskis. You say Chuka. Nope, you said it right before. (laughs) um, I'm really hoping. (laughs) You said it right the first time. That's what I said. I think I've been saying. I think I've been saying Kowski. I guess it's Wachowski. I hope. I hope this one isn't. you know, I hope they don't fall into the trap of here's well, this t- is only, here's tons this is of money. This is just Lana that's screens. directing this one, yeah. It's just Lana. Lily's right. not involved. Well, nonetheless, I mean, just based on the work she's done recently, I feel like sometimes, mm. I don't know, if I'm being totally honest, I feel like, I don't know if she has benefited throughout her career from getting more and more and more money. The way it's, it happens to so many people, I think this, the real treasure of this film was that she had to make it work, you know, on what was yeah. probably considered a shoestring for what they were trying to accomplish technically. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that this one isn't just a bunch of really crazy computer CGI. I don't think I'm going to like it. So <laughs> if the story is strong, we'll be there. Can I, I buzz John? Can I, can I buzz John <laughs> preemptively? <laughs> I mean, yes, what can. do we No Bullshit. Fuck you. You just <laughs> said, you both just said you had not seen yeah. the second and third one. Cause the story's not very strong. And there's really, do you remember the fight scene in the second one where they do the fake I, Neo? I don't, and how terrible it looked when he's fighting. Oh, yeah. all I, I, no, wait, no, with, yes, the, with the, yes, with the yes, 50 agents. I remember the 50 agents. Yeah. It was about, yeah, it's like it's about one the of the worst Harry, CGI. It's the same it's, technology yeah. they used in now, the first Harry Potter, pretty much. Wait, same time period, yeah. right? So obviously, I don't, it's, yeah. it wouldn't look like that. I just hope they don't start leaning into things like that. I feel like she's leaned into stuff like that. And well, I really hope she challenges herself to do What as I much hope they don't do is rehash well, the first one. Well, it's already been done, already so done. we can't I hope they don't rehash it, the so. first one. Yeah, because if she's listening to us. Lana, you're in the trailer. In the trailer, Trinity doesn't recognize Neo. Unless she's lying, which is possible. But she says, hi, who are you? So what I hope they don't do is what um, yeah. Men in Black 2 with uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones did, which is uh, they explain the whole first movie to them to help them understand. There's Okay. There's one scene oh, in the yeah, trailer yeah. I want to reference that the makes terminal? this very interesting to me. It's it, No, it's when Neo is staring in the mirror and he turns into yes, a great everybody's old getting, man. Is he actually 70? Yeah, it's yeah. good. Good question. Yeah. It's and actually like, real. Did, I mean, he, did they just, did they to, just plug him back in? And he's That'd been be a good way for him to say, I'm dying after this movie, so you can't try to bring me back, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just to leave everybody... But let's, again, let's just... I, w- I would say, like, is Morpheus going to do the same thing in a mirror and we're going to quickly get a glimpse of original Morpheus? And just to, remi- just to remind uh, listeners, they both are dead by the end of the third yes. one in the original version. Yes. Trinity yes, dies, and then Neo sacrifices himself in, like, a Jesus style. So they're both <laughs> dead. So this movie is happening when we're... Our protagonists are all dead. Everyone is dead on just, their entire team. Not so much yeah, just technology so to cross reference. No. Um, <laughs> all right, the Matrix. Well, friends, that was our episode on the Matrix. I hope you enjoyed reliving this. Again, they're all available on HBO Max. If you listen to our entire spoil-filled episode, if you want to go ah. back, but all three of them, they're in the Keanu Reeves collection. The whole Matrix collection is in there, but Keanu Reeves is his old subcategory Keanu on Reeves HBO collection. Max. Fun, fun, fun! You have a month, people, a month. Is Point Break in that collection? If, if I'm going to watch it. All right, you guys. Did you watch any, anything original. you've been watching you want to talk about? Or? Oh, God. we should. I guess we should quickly do this. Um, I rewatched Shang-Chi because uh, it, it's yeah. out on Disney Plus now. Um, worth it. 
because uh, it's also the IMAX version now. So you get the like the wow. not not the full like point nine aspect. You get like the the white like your white screen oh. disappears at some point. Um, mm. so it's it's that kind of thing. It it, it does benefit from it. it nice. Some of it looks really pretty. Uh, I also caught uh, Red Notice, the Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, um, yeah. The Rock, and Gal Gadot. Yeah, okay. that's it's good fun. It's good fun. Did not see the twist coming. There's a twist. Did not see it coming. Um, and I sat down <laughs> through the faculty as well, which is hey, live your life. Because I for some for some reason I like I yeah after yeah. Halloween I was like I'm gonna watch some cheesy horror movies and the faculty is right the fuck up. Down anything? So yeah. I went and saw The Eternals. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. How about, uh, how, about, I watched, how about you, Jeff? I watched the, the Velvet Underground documentary. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. It was not what I was. It was way more avant garde oh, cool. than I thought yeah, it was going to be. It's very avant garde, very um, uh, Warhol esque, you know. Um, all right, people. Thank you so much for joining well, us for this week's episode of The Matrix. Please like, subscribe on all of our socials. We yada yada that at the beginning, but it really does help us grow the show. And I hope to see you again next week. Take it easy, film fans. <laughs>